So weird. They said they would uh, be here uh, right at this time. They said it's four oh nine sharp. Meet us. It was the, oddly specific. Yeah, at the parking yeah. lot of where the Kroger that used to be a Big Bear. Meet yeah. us at four oh nine p.m. East Coast time. Travis it's, McElroy, co-host of My Brother, My Brother and Me. Uh, where do you think they could be? I don't know. Justin McElroy, co-host of My Brother, My Brother and Me. Oh, Griffin McElroy, co-host of My Brother, My Brother and Me. Do you see them anywhere? Oh yeah, there they are. Oh no, wait, that's a fire truck. No wait, they're cu- they're stepping out of the fire truck. Where did they, Where get, did a they get a fire truck? Hey guys, what? what's going on? Oh hey, we've been looking for a big bear sign. Oh, yeah. so it used yeah. to be big bear. Something's it used gone to be real a big Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a Kroger, and then they said no. no oh no no no! It used no. to be a brick factory, and yeah. then became a big bear. Oh, it and was then a, Kro- a It was a big bear, then a Kroger. Now it's a COVID nineteen vaccine injection site. Oh sure. So you yeah. got to get yeah. It's kind of a one stop shop, but it is also still a Kroger, which is nice. It is. Yeah. Nice. So when they say injection yeah, yeah. site irritations, do they mean here? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Because the guy who gives them does a lot of like puns, and that's not my Ooh, exact kind of uh, thing. So it's kind of irritating. Well, I it's in my contract that if there's going to be big game involved, I only arrive in a fire truck. Thus, our transportation oh, makes sense okay. today. That but um, that's on me, you guys. We didn't need to rent this thing. Well said, Drea Clark, co-host of the oh, uh, Maximum thanks a lot Podcast. To, <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot to Duralde, co-host of Maximum Film. Hey, who's this other guy in our fire truck? Oh, you know, I was just back here uh, taking selfies, uh, really trying to do a selfie calendar. Uh, you know, one theme, uh, which is uh, being a firefighter. You know, I want to, you know, shout them out. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering what you were doing with that hose, Ify Wadaway, other yeah, co-host yeah. of Maximum Film. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was, uh, yeah, I, was, I was definitely being suggestive with it, but not... Yeah. In a non-classy way. No, yeah, it was very tasteful. I was going to say very tasteful. tasteful. (laughs) Well, I guess now it's time for us to knife fight like we agreed on. (laughs) Let's rumble. (laughs) Why did Jesse Thorne (laughs) make us knife fight each other? He said for his love, which was weird. Really weird. So we have two different podcasts. One, our podcast, us brothers do one. It's a brother advice show called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Maximum film, you'll never guess. Is, it, is it, 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 it's it's film and it's on it's maximum film. fun. Yeah, uh, yeah oh. it's a movie review show that isn't just a bunch of straight white guys. No yeah. offense to you, straight white guys. No, yeah, we're, no, we're a big fan of them in general. Yeah, just yeah. none of Why? us are one. Someone's got to be. be right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, finally, someone's supporting the straight white guys. Thanks, Andrea. <laughs> nice to finally have some support. It's been too long. So this is this is what we talked about for a merging of our two themes into yes. one advice that we got from movies both good and bad um, oh yeah and i would i would love to hear 
Um, good advice that y'all got from movies. Griffin's adjusting his blind, so he's not going to start. <laughs> Left his headphones on, though, I, which I appreciate. That's a pro. That's, that's a G move. Yeah, he's just like, I'm going to stay in the know. You know, I'm not going to take the cans off. That's the industry term for I, headphones. For any oh, yeah. that's what that means. I've been wondering, because you will say it, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. If I if no I remove myself from the sauce, it's so hard to get back in. You know what? Yeah. I, I tell you what, it's not fair for me to introduce a concept and then not get the, the ideological yeah. ball rolling. So let me let me pull mine. Wayne's World uh-huh. for a long time has been my favorite movie ever. It may have been supplanted by Holy Motors at this point. I'm not sure, but it's up there. It's top one or two, right? And Ma- Wayne's Wait, World was Holy a movie. Motors is up there as your top one of your maybe your favorite movie. Okay, like it's up there, man. It's like really good. You should see it. It's no, I did anyway. see it. It's just yeah, a it's wild just pick. With you, which is fine. That's movies for you, I guess. Uh, you think about Wayne's World. You think about Holy Motors and vice versa. Everybody's always confused. So I watched Wayne's World like. 50 times growing up, could quit the whole thing from memory pretty much. And the number one lesson that I took away from it is hilarious that we are here talking about that on Maximum Fun because I learned a real distrust for corporate ownership of your individually owned IP, (laughs) right? So if you remember the the premise of Wayne's World is that Benjamin, who's a network executive, buys the rights to Wayne's World so he can sell it to Noah's Arcade uh, as a as a sponsorship opportunity, and he basically buys the show for five thousand dollars each, uh, and then we got proceeds to corrupt it. We, we got, got five thousand dollars, but it <laughs> ruins it. It almost it. tears them apart. Their relationship and was and that supposed they, to be a lot of money to them? Was it that was, a, yeah. yeah, it was massive to those guys. And then and then um, the the lesson they learned: Benjamin turns out to be a bad guy, and, and yeah. Wayne says to. Uh, Benjamin's henchman. Benjamin is no one's friend. If he were an ice cream flavor, he'd be pralines and dick. <laughs> if Benjamin were an ice cream flavor, he'd be pralines and dick. And I remember that for, like, took that, uh, like, if I get something that's good and people like it, I'm not going to sell out to the corporate bigwigs. That was a very big theme at that point, thanks to things like Reality Bites or what have you, but that is the lesson that I took from Wayne's World, and it has served me well at an artist-owned, uh, <laughs> uh, audience-supported that's network. That's a good like, lesson. Wayne's World, the division of NBC Universal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. My lesson from Wayne's World was don't trust men that look like Rob Lowe. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a good like, one. We kind of had similar lessons. Yeah. But so, Dre, does that make it hard for you to trust me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I apologize for the cackle I just invented. No, I get I don't it. Trust just, it was any too real. Of you because of your um, resemblance. strong resemblance to uh, Rob Lowe. One, uh, one of the biggest lessons I took away is uh, my favorite movie is uh, Blazing Saddles. And the scene where uh, uh, Gene Wilder is, is, is talking to Cleavon Little and uh, he's saying like, you know, these are salt of the earth folks. These are, these are you know, the, the solid. Uh, fo- and then he ends it with, you know, morons. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. The common clay of the new West. You know. Morons. <laughs> is this this idea of like, hey man, don't let them get you down. Don't let the stupid folks get you down. That really that meant a lot to me. And also uh the other lesson, if you can become friends with Gene Wilder, you really should. You yeah. should really become friends with Gene Wilder. To the no point question. where I got the line, you know, morons tattooed onto my skin. Amazing. Oh, yes. 
I, uh, a good one. I, I can I just as somebody who f- uh, faked sick a lot. I think just all of Ferris Bueller's yeah. day off, basically from start to finish. There's probably a lot of um, there's probably a lot of takeaways from that film that are maybe not the best thing to let get ingrained in your sort of high school psyche if you want to have like a good a good educational career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to, you know, not go to school and instead eat a bunch of hot dogs, uh, that's uh, is that you, what you did? Yeah, I just nonstop, just yeah, just would pound hot that dogs. Makes sense. I wonder what happened to all the hot dogs. So that yeah. actually, <laughs> Griffin, did you ever lick your palms to make them clammy? No, Ooh. my parents never really. I was the youngest, so the, I really never faced that much scrutiny. Uh, no. So I, yeah, it wouldn't require that much. Uh, that As much a fellow effort. youngest, yes, uh, yeah. testify, amen, for sure. Yeah, just a little, yeah. just one of my, just one of my little cute baby coughs, uh, <laughs> and I was, uh, I was made in the shade. I have seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off so many times, more times than I could possibly count. And this is the first time, like, as an adult that I've thought about, like, I don't care what Cameron's relationship is to his dad or what kind of person his dad is like. I just want to see the scene where dad comes home and the car's on, and he's like, listen, yes, of course I'm upset. That doesn't make me a bad guy. You, you smashed my car out there. You stole my car. Yeah. Drove it all over the place. And then crashed it into the back a forest. Of house. Yeah, our, our dad is famously very kind, a very sweet man. Uh... And if we destroyed his automobile and house, <laughs> and house, the back of the house, and a good chunk of his house, that garage is going to need remodeling. And that was a nice garage. It like, felt like more of a carport. Was it more of a carport? Anyway, it was. De- it felt like windows. a showroom. I think it was a showroom. It's what yeah. I would go with. But <laughs> maximum film, folks. You, any advice is stuck with you? I mean, in the in the abstract, like I pick up on a lot of like old cocktails and desserts from old movies that I mm. want to try. Like I, oh, yeah. I had Floating Island at an LA restaurant that's been around for decades just because they eat it in desk set. But in a more concrete way, um, the movie Defending Your Life. Um, because I'm an atheist and don't live by any other sort of codes, at least instilled in me the idea that like if we're judged for anything in our lives, it's for whether or not we were afraid of stuff. Oh. And not that fear in general is, is always a bad thing, Damn it. but, but it's I'm a good so idea. So screwed. <laughs> yes, diving right into the piranha-infested waters because <laughs> fuck it. No, uh, you know, but I, I I like that as a as a sort of philosophy of like that. You know, it's not about. That, that if you if you weren't afraid of stuff, then then you are more likely to be better to other people and to treat yourself better. And so I don't know that that's the thing I took away from it. That's a really positive one, like philosophical, heartfelt. And now let's go to Iffy. Yeah, yeah mine is just straight up. Uh, yeah, I uh, <laughs> when I was in kindergarten, I stuck a bobby pin in an electrical socket because if you know me, of course. And, you know, I've recently seen movies like Home Alone where if he's ex- when he was electrocuted and he turns into bones and then he caught on fire and we just learned stop, drop, and roll. So after getting electrocuted, I stopped, dropped, rolled, threw off my... I was so sure I was on fire. And then I turned to my friend and goes, did you see my bones? Because uh, <laughs> I was so sure that I was going <laughs> to get electrocuted and my bones you would see my bones and uh, disappointing that that doesn't happen yeah but you did experience discomfort though right like you did (laughs) get the shock though yeah yeah, i definitely was shocked uh it was like duck bill was on the back of your head (laughs) yeah right (laughs) yeah i was i was so convinced that we lived on looney tunes physics and i was like yeah you saw my bones i was on fire none of that happened like and 
to you also, you are not saying this as a lesson I learned to not continue. You are <laughs> proud of this moment in your history. Like, I feel any movie that has any lessons built in about dumb stuff kids do, if he's still on his bucket list, like yeah. you can't wait <laughs> to be in the cold so you can lick a pole. Look, like, look, you see a warning. Story. I see a challenge. He that's why I got that, that gum black that challenger. You into a blueberry. You know, yes. yeah, I got the black challenger in the garage. It, it's it scares me. You know, it scares me. But I'm gonna ride it, and I'm gonna race against my fugitive friend yeah. uh, against a train coming, and uh, and that's how you build a family. And that's the dream. <laughs> that's the dream. Yeah, yeah. I think on a related note, though, how many lives has Home Alone saved just by keeping all of our heads on a swivel for yeah. household accidents? Just and, like tree, and teaching us to really trust that creepy person who lives next door. <laughs> because listen, they seem creepy, but they're harmless. Definitely go into their house. Say what you will about Home Alone. Teaches you to respect your crazy, weird, old next door neighbor and dis- not trust the cop that came not to your house. Right yeah. Yeah. Okay, any yeah. time you I mean, any cop. Yeah. Home Alone's all- ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home Alone was saying A cab way before anyone else did. A cab. All cops are Joe Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we've had a lot of fun here today, and that may not be true, but one out of every three cops is Joe Joe So, Well, interesting, like, this is less of of a lesson that I can take with me and more a reality that movies um, universally told me that the most interesting groups are comprised of a... A strange array of eccentric men with varying degrees of handsomeness and age, and one woman. And I look at us today, and it's it's really it's really a lesson that's proven itself time and time again. Look at yeah. us now. It's My your other- own Mamma Mia. There are five potential <laughs> fathers yes. on, on the island. Any one of them could have sired a man. You know, when you phrase it like that, that sounds like the setup for a horror movie, though. Like you're on an island. There's five or a potential fathers. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking more heist. You're sort My of- five dads. Oh, God. <laughs> Where is that Mamma Mia heist picture that we've all yeah. been waiting for? Would watch. We've got to steal make- the ABBA holograms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, bo- I got a lot of bad advice, too. I think that my generation probably grew up with some of the worst relationship advice, yep. especially yeah. for dudes like on the planet. Like I, yeah. I wanted to talk about bad advice just because of like high fidelity who John Cusack, not content to ruin a generation on, on proper dating by like stalking a, a woman with a boom box above his head, <laughs> then goes on to 10 years later, ruin a whole new crop with high fidelity. You once again, giving you great lessons. Like if you have, a relationship that ends in a way that's dissatisfactory to you, you should track down the person and harangue them until they'll discuss it with you. But the, because the nu- your closure is what matters. Your closure is your what matters. Your emotional experience the, uh, is more important but the than worst, their new life. The, the worst though was um, I was at the exact wrong age for Fight Club, which came out oh. in, ni- in in the the year I started college. So me and my my uh, dirtbag friends bought a like bootleg VHS of it when we were in New York and played it basically on a loop um specifically the section about how self-improvement is masturbation but self-destruction and he doesn't finish the line but you get the idea we took the real wrong lesson from that and like just the bigger <laughs> dirt bags we could be like the more 89 cent pizzas we could eat from the store and the more trash we could fill our cars with that was like this is exactly what tyler Durden envisioned for us i'm gonna say one one word here 
swingers. Yeah, all Ooh. swingers start oh. to finish. Just like, okay, not even just the relationship stuff, but just like wallet chains. It was just like this idea of just like, this is who you want to be. Hey, swing dancing's cool. Fuck! Squirrel nut zippers, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Squirrel nut zippers might be the worst blight that that film, uh, the, the cracking of that Pandora's box. And loose the end upon result the being that if you play your cards right like this guy, then Heather Graham will be attracted to you. The movie is just like, oh, it's all bad. It's all what bad. What if one of Squirrel Nut Zippers has already reached over and turned the knob down? Never mind. I don't like these podcasts. <laughs> oh, I don't that, think I'm going to listen to podcasts I was kind of zoned out. Did they mention my band? Oh, oh, no. Rewind it. I want the kids to hear. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, Roger Dodger is another yes. one that I feel like. Oh uh, man, I was going to bring it up. I didn't think enough people had seen it, but God, yeah, that is, it might be it a little is... too. That was uh, Jesse Eisenberg's like first major yeah. feature well, no, film, if memory the... serves. With uh, oh God, who is the guy who actually plays Roger Campbell's, Dodger? Uh, Campbell, uh, Scott. Scott. Campbell Scott. Campbell Scott. Yeah, Berkeley's yeah. uh, in there somewhere. Of of Christmas Carol, live uh, Christmas Broadway Christmas Carol fame. Campbell <laughs> that Scott. Came out, that came out in the early aughts. I feel like this was a this was a pretty raucous period. Swingers was mid nineties, right? And then right. This, I feel like mid nineties to early aughts, it was like we're gonna make these cool dude movies about these cool dudes, and sure. They're pretty misogynistic, but that's like part of it. And they go on a journey and by the end you're rooting for them. And it's like, I'm pretty sure in Roger Dodger, he like encourages Jesse Eisenberg to uh, feel up a sleeping person, which is bad, Roger Dodger. There's no The whole movie is bad. The arc of Roger Dodger is him learning. And so that at the end, instead of trying to uh, seduce and be misogynistic, to women out in society. He's teaching a new younger generation how to do it in a high school. This grown man's just sitting at a high school lunch table telling boys how to manipulate women. And they said, cut, print, send it to the theaters. He should be wearing like a a wild fascinator hat and just be (laughs) mystery. Just be the pickup artist. And that film would literally not change even a little bit. I will see your Roger Dodger and raise you 16 candles. Uh, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. My yeah. high school period started with Porky's and ended with John Hughes. So, you know, d- d- taking off the table the fact that pretty much all movies that I ever saw in that period were about heterosexuality and thus completely sending me down the wrong path. Uh, yeah, the, the idea of like um, how courtship and romance works was pretty horrifying. Even like a movie that I loved like risky business kind of boiled down to like, well, if you'll luck out, you'll find the right sex worker and have them fall in love with you. Uh, but only after her uh, pimp steals everything in your house and you have to buy it back. Yeah, basic. That's yeah, a basic like, love yeah, story was, right instead there. Instead yeah. of the Porky's generation, I was the American Pie generation. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason I lost my virginity before I graduated because I was like, there's no way I can't graduate a virgin. I got to. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we, we had uh, a pack. And that's how I lost my virginity uh, by having a consensual pact. So I didn't really pay attention to the movie that much because Again, I was really focusing have... on boundaries and consent. <laughs> I, was I thought like, you oh, said Leia. you'd lost your virginity to a pastry. Oh, oh, I wish. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, wait. I, I <laughs> 
You wish? Uh, you know, I would like. I I was like, man, my mom would beat my ass if I ruined a whole pie. Like that. That's that was the thing stopping me, not the actual activity. Yeah. I was like, well, like one profiterole, sure, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could, if I could do, pie. I could do a slice and you know go to town on that, and it's it's all fair game. But uh, but if the whole pie, no, nah, mom's beat my ass for that. <laughs> one. They, they don't discuss the tremendous cost of his sex act to that pie. He did it right in the middle of the pie. So yeah. it's like, you can't even eat it. Yeah. You can't get a slice out of that pie anymore. Yeah. Every, yeah. every It has been defiled geometrically. Also what I'm hearing just, from you is that you would if he had taken a sideways entry. Uh, if well, you it, could, it, it he makes more half sense. the pie away to hump half the pie yeah. and left the other half for you, Eugene Levy, to enjoy. I think everybody would have been satisfied. Yeah. 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 I, I, well, you have to go in sideways. Like, now thinking about it as an adult, like, yeah. going from the top, you don't But get then how do you death. spin the pie around? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs> they don't tell you, Jason Biggs has a tuna can. And that makes it actually Jesus. It's like dimensionally. Oh no! Jason now Jason Biggs just turned off the podcast. Never mind. Can't we ostracize? You were right, Squirrel Nut Zippers lead singer. This podcast is no good. I'm sorry. I told you we should keep listening. Now back to our chess game. I feel very like. Take you know my my lesson learned is one that uh, is in this very in Beauty and the Beast, mm -hmm. but is a lesson that's picked up on many of the films that you said, which is the the absolute damaging concept of he's not bad, he's just misunderstood, yeah. and the amount of children who find that movie. So wonderful and engaging. It's a beloved film. It's horrifying to me because the beast is this abusive character and it is like uh, just washed away in the Lloyd Dobler and uh, <laughs> oh, what's what's his name in High Fidelity? Rob. Rob in High Rob, Fidelity. Yeah. Like, it's the same vein of like, oh, no, let him just be petulant and yeah. call all the shots and do anything. And your job no, is to wear no a, a yellow on, dress. Yeah, yeah I, he's is he's he not bad though? like Gaston. He's not that He's much just better. angry and violent. That's, <laughs> yeah. right. that's the beast's arc. If I remember correctly, it's been a while. Is sure he has kidnapped this woman and her dad for a minute, but mostly this young woman, uh, and is very abusive. But fuck, he's got so many books. Look at all his books. Could he be Truly. that bad? Look at all his books. Yes, it's entirely on her shoulders to find the empathy for him and zero work for him to do Dre, in the I, same situation. I'm really glad you brought this up because I I, I was thinking about this this film recently because my kids watch these constantly, so I'm like Brag. revisiting a lot. So like the Beast, what we know of the Beast is that he's this conceited prince and an old woman shows up at his door and she's like, please help me. And he's like, get lost, like you're, you stink. And she's like, fuck you, I'm gonna turn you into a beast. Right. Okay. Flash forward, the next thing that happens to this dude, the next thing that happens to him, 20 years later, he's locked in this hell. An old person comes to his home and is like, please help me. And this motherfucker's like, eh, eat shit, no way. This so is the, the, he has not grown. He sucks, dude, he sucks now. Then Bell's like, I see something in this guy. I think, yeah. no, he's incapable of change. <laughs> nothing, it, nothing got through to this guy. Yeah, can nothing. I tell you? The thing that pisses me off about Beauty and the Beast is this dude says, get out of here, old lady, you stink like butts. And he sends her away and she's like, I'm 
I'm actually a fairy princess or whatever, and you're cursed. And at no point is, like, the guy who's his butler or his cook who gets turned yeah. into an inanimate object like, hey, wait, hold on. This fucking sucks. Yeah. I can do shit. <laughs> like, is she I, not? Yeah, she's also not great. <laughs> well, and you know what? <laughs> okay, shame on your spells, lady. Oh, you're yeah. the asshole staff. You're going down too. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Wait, What? The, the the spoons and the forks and shit move. Are those people that they're eating with? When Belle <laughs> uses the spoon, Wait, is she putting someone's face in her mouth? So Don't go down, down that. that that's nothing. They good sing and dance. Okay. She's scraping now, plate if, guy with fork woman. It's all bad. If you go too far down that road, you start worrying about what happens when Chip comes back to life and, as a human boy with a massive head trauma. It's like, or, or you think about, do that. You think about the Chip. song, the song and dance in the dining room, but there are other rooms in that house, like bathroom, that you don't want every object in there to be. Mrs. Chamber pots. Yeah. <laughs> the day becomes a Lanester Williams movie. It's totally fine. Uh, I'm nasty. <laughs> Monsieur Toilette. I loved it then and I like it now. Oh, that is the shot you needed when they all became human again for like Monsieur Chamberpot to come out and be like, well, I'm stuffed. <laughs> oh, if oh, you could God. change me back, I sure would appreciate it. Oh, the sweet release of death is mine at last. Monsieur <laughs> Chamberpot is the one watching the rose petals fall like, oh, fuck, please hurry. Yeah. <laughs> no, Belle, I wouldn't. I wouldn't stay if I were you, Belle. I'd go. Yeah, he's I a real know. piece of shit. And I know. You know, spin kick that rose into the fireplace <laughs> if you can be so kind. <laughs> right, say, if somebody wanted to listen to Maximum Film, where would be a good place for them to start? We recently recorded um, an episode of the Motion Picture Coda uh, oh, yeah. which is currently available on streaming with our friend Moshe Kasher, who's an incredible um, comedian. And Coda, if you're not familiar with it, is a lovely story of, it stands for Child of Deaf Adults. And it is a, um, a teenage girl sort of coming of age. And she has two deaf parents and a deaf brother. And Moshe, in addition to being hysterical, is also the child of deaf adults. Um, so had some really cool insights and we like a film with unique perspectives. That's also well-made. Don't come to us with the shitty films and unique perspectives. We really like I said I was sorry, Drea. That was one time. Do you all just (laughs) usually pick one, one film each episode? And is that how it's structured? If people haven't listened before, is that what they can anticipate there? Yeah. Generally speaking, we will, we review mostly new releases, but every so often we'll do like an anniversary or something that ties into something else that's about to come out or whatever. Um, But then also in every episode at the end, we include our staff picks where we'll each pick a movie that could be out in theaters or might be streaming or new on video or just one that we, you know, randomly plucked out of the ether. So, uh, but yeah, for the most part, we do focus on a single release and and uh, very often with, uh, like in the case of Coda, a, a qualified guest to, uh, to sort qualified. of throw around ideas with us. Oh, and folks should definitely tune in in October. We're doing kind of a theme month every week. We're going to talk about uh, classic queer horror movies just in time for Halloween. Excellent. Yes. And we'll cover some film news. We like to make Casey, our producer, make us quizzes because we all like to win those quizzes. Well, yeah. Oh, our listeners send us great questions. One. Yeah, we answer listener yeah, questions. Like but yes, fair movie stuff. quizzes that are built oh well uh, and their questions make sense and everyone gets it, you know. And everyone if he gets it. never complains about Not the once. quizzes, for sure. Yeah. 
So it yeah. sounds like everyone loves the quizzes. The quizzes <laughs> will is what I Those take of away. us who are good at them adore them. Oh. Yeah. So it mm. seems pointless to ask, but uh, what just happens over there on My Brother, My Brother and Me? Oh, yeah. yeah, we give bad advice to people. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to any episode. They are interchangeable both to you, the listening audience, and to us, the creators at this point. We've made 580 of them, and it just keeps getting better. But it also keeps getting less distinguishable from pre. We spent half of this today's episode talking about have we discussed this before? It feels like we've talked about like not general stuff like dogs, but specific stuff like an anti stink that can erase a bad stink to replace it with a good new stink. Like it gets so it's a good show, and it's we usually comes out every Monday. And you can just hop on anywhere. We try not. We don't do a lot of like running jokes or anything like that. Sometimes we'll do uh news from the world of fast food that's called munch squad sometimes Ooh. we have a haunted doll watch where we'll get in and check out haunted dolls we occasionally travis has some called work of fart where he uh, replaces the names of uh he makes scatological puns out of great works of it's art it's not always like, scatological hey sometimes it's just like different human fluids yeah, like a streetcar named These Nuts. That was not yes, necessarily scatological. That's no, true. That's no, a good no, point. That was and and those amazing Mad Libs. Let's not bury the lead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you for reminding <laughs> Travis about that bit that it exists. Yeah. <laughs> Sad Libs is like Mad Libs, except I just choose the words and where they go, and then I write around the word. So it's not like Mad Libs at all. It's like bad writing. Yeah, it's just word garbage <laughs> that Travis uh, just word garbage. exposes us to. Uh, what, what days do you guys release? I meant to ask. Oh, we come out on Fridays. We come yeah. out on Friday. Well, that's a good, you yeah. got a good guess. Out there, there's plenty of time to listen to both. We're gonna bookend your weeks. <laughs> well, thank you all for meeting us in the parking lot. Um, can you can you give us a ride because we actually yeah, walk. Be, yeah if great. you can climb up this truck, you can uh, come with us wherever you want to go. I've, I've always yeah. wanted to ride on the ladder while it is up in the sky, yeah. like sure. at the top height. Yeah, why not? And just okay, don't look directly at the Dalmatian because it gets real nervous. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I wouldn't do that anyway. I'm here. Fine. If we, before we wrap, let's let's all get a selfie together. Okay. Everybody say <laughs> discount. Right. Mattresses. All right, holding the, holding the, holding the hose. <laughs> <laughs> holding the hose. We don't have a signature outro for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> keep holding the hose, everyone. Everyone, keep holding the hose till next year. Keep on holding that hose, please. <laughs> please, we're begging you. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.